Welcome to the Leaders with Leverage podcast. You're listening to a show within a show, Quick Take. This is me with my good friend, James Caps, and I'm Susie Tomanchuk. In these mini episodes, we take questions that are on the minds of executives everywhere. We take it from the practical and discuss the associated best practices. I admit we have a lot of fun along the way, so join us. These episodes are about 10 minutes long and they're actionable. They're tips that you can incorporate today. Let's do this. Welcome to Quick Take, where we talk about topics that are hot on the minds of executives everywhere. So James, welcome. We're talking about delegation today. We are a fun topic. Fun, fun topic. topic. Uh, and what we're going to dive into is, I believe, this is my hypothesis, that people are relatively passive about delegation. Like they know they need to do it and they might think, I should delegate this. And that's to the extent of the strategy around it. And we're going to talk about how there should be more intention about it and why. So start us off. Yeah, I think... Well, well, I'll start at the beginning. I think there's a there's when you think about the difference between management and leadership. Managers tell people to do stuff. Leaders delegate. And so when you talk about when you look at people that you're growing in your organization and and there is some confusion about delegation, it's because they're really trying to get people to do their bidding. And there's that that evolution that leaders leaders go through when they start to understand. Hey, it isn't about just having people do my stuff. It's about you know, span of control. It's about getting more, you know, one plus one equals five. It is that type of uh, that getting more out of people than they typically uh, can. And so when you look at it from that type of maturity as a leader, delegation becomes much more complex. It's no longer just providing people something to do. Yeah. Uh, and so you have to be thoughtful on how you're going to get the most out of your people through an intelligent uh, form of delegation. Yeah. And I think we should talk about the kind of how, but I want to also, before we go there, talk about the why. I mean, sure. it's not just giving up things that that you don't want to do, which I know that you may be talking about, but it's also, it really instills this level of trust and it allows that person to level up their game as you're doing the same. Yeah, I think one of the first things I think about is, you know, delegation with intent. Um, yeah. And sometimes delegation is about, you know, getting something done, right? Do this for me. I can't do it. But so, more often, and it, more, and it should be more about, hey, I'm delegating this to you. So A, we can get more accomplished together, but also you can grow as an individual. You can uh uh, experience uh, and, and learn things that you maybe haven't had the opportunity to do in the past. Um, and then it allows you as a leader to see what they're capable of. And so this is the difference between management and leadership. And if it was just simply me giving them a list of saying, here, do these things for me, you know, that's not delegation. Um, delegating is saying, hey, I could leverage uh, this person to accomplish this task and it will allow me to do these other things, meaning uh, grow them, uh, teach them, mentor them. That's delegation with intent. Yeah. And, but, but when, when do we do it? Yeah. I think that's got to be part of that delegation with intent. Um, now, again, that can happen at all times, but I think the, the most uh, effective delegation is certainly when uh, there's a growth opportunity, when there's a, a, a more than just the uh, execution as the outcome. Um, again, 
you know, uh, it's really simple for us to get caught up in the urgency and the need to get things done. Um, but yeah, we've all been around the table talking to our peers and saying, hey, what, what, what's, what's, let's see if we can get this individual. Let's reach out and see if we can get Rachel to, to grow. Let's delegate this to her. Let's let her run this for a while. Let's give her mm -hmm. the opportunity to do this. That's, um, you know, that's not just a shuffle and work off to somebody. That's giving somebody an opportunity. Yeah. And so to get, to get better at doing that, because when you say that, it sounds like it's very natural to you. I would say definitely around performance reviews, you know, as a time, I, I shouldn't say that because we shouldn't be doing them once a year. It really should be on an ongoing basis. But thinking about that, obviously, when you get promoted into a new role, it's thinking about how you need to level up and then you sure. allow those other people to level up too. But I almost think it needs to be a thoughtful intention to your point to say, what else can I give up that will help the people that work on my team? Yeah, I think that's a great point. You know, promotions and as managers and leaders get more senior, there's some, uh, there's some, anxiety around delegation. I think one of the things that I see a lot is that the belief is that if I delegate that to you, it and somehow infers that I'm not capable of doing it. <laughs> and that's really not the, the, the point. And, and many of us are promoted because of our ability to execute on X, Y, and Z. And so I like to use the phrase, you know, I, I tell the people that I promote, I'm going to take away your keyboard, right? You no longer can do this function uh, because I've taken away your keyboard. So you must mentor, delegate, and, and get your team to do that. It's classic with software developers. Um, you hear it from t IT people all the time. You know, it's just easier if I do it. Yeah, it is easier. But at the end of the day, then I don't have, I just have six people. I'd rather have six people that can work together and effectively grow and, and uh, get bigger than just have six individual contributors acting uh, individually. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it's really, uh, as a as a new leader, I want people to think about the fact that it isn't saying that that you're not capable. I'm measuring you on more than just the execution. Yeah, and to that point, is don't tell them how. Oh, that's another great point too. Uh, you hear that a lot, which is, okay, I want you to do this for me. I'm gonna, and so you're starting out the conversation by saying, I'm gonna delegate this to you. So I'm gonna trust you. I'm gonna look to you to grow. I'm gonna hope you get something out of this now follow these 23 steps to do so. <laughs> that's not delegation, right? That's that's an assignment. Um, and that's really not going to get you uh, what you want. Now, do you think go back to that conversation or the, the previous comment, uh, uh, bullet, which is, you know, delegate with an intent. If your intent is simply, sometimes it is just to get X, Y, and Z done, that's fine. But, you know, true delegation is about growing your, your, your team and, and getting more uh, out of your organization and, and giving people that the individual task items isn't going to do it. Yeah. And I was telling you, I had a, I have a coaching client who is recently promoted and she's like, but I don't feel right giving them these right. things because they're things that she doesn't like to do. And she feels, so she's still doing some of her old role because she oh, thinks yeah. it's honoring the team. And then I heard through the grapevine that somebody on her team is really disappointed that she's not acting like at the leader. level that she's yeah. promoted into. 
Yeah, it's very hard for people to to do that. You know, the, probably the most challenging thing in a career is to get promoted within and work with the people that you worked with in the yeah, past, right? True. It's incredibly difficult to to make that shift. And I think that the best advice you can give in that case, and, and as it relates to delegation too, is, you know, understand your role, be confident in your role and understand your position. Um, and once you understand that position and define it for yourself, everyone else will be more comfortable. You know, I constantly use the phrase, you know, good fences make good neighbors. And if your team is clear on where you are, uh, where your role ends, and you're clear and honest with yourself, uh, you're, you're better off. Um, I told you when we first, uh, we were chatting about this topic about when I started as the CTO of a small company here in Denver, uh, within the first week, I think they rolled in and handed me this tattered little piece of yellow pad paper with all of the admin passwords on it and they're like here's here's the the, the passwords and i said this is not I, I don't want this this is not the kind of cto i am uh i i will never be the guy that you're calling at 3 a.m to log into a server um i'll be there with you but i'm not that guy and and by knowing that my, the kind of cto i was going to be in that moment really shifted the dialogue around what the rest of my expectations were of the rest of the organization. Yeah. And so it didn't feel like I was less because of it. It actually defined the role and allowed me to be at an elevated level versus the, maybe the, the, the level they'd expected. So, you know, to be an effective delegator, you kind of have to be, you know, confident in, in the role that you play. Yeah. You'd be clear. I love how just even thinking about how do I want to have this role? We intend, we, mm -hmm. we somehow think we're filling a role because it came with a job description and all of right, these, right. With a, you know, whatever with this equipment and all these things and these people, but we bring ourselves to that. There are right. some liberties around what are those boundaries or things that we want to set up and how are we going to be really unique in this role? Yeah, I think we've talked about in the past and worthy of another session, which is, you know, do the job you're good at, not the job you got. Um, and yeah. I think that uh, that's the case with, especially with executives, you know, the goal of a, hiring a very senior person to try to figure out what, what are they going to really be able to accomplish? Because, you know, asking someone to do something that they're not great at is not necessarily valuable for me when I'm hiring a senior person. I want you to be incredibly good at the things you're incredibly good at. And if you're not, that's fine. I'll figure that out, but let's not assume that you can do all things. And I think um, if you're more confident in the role, you uh, you know what you should be doing and you can hold your team accountable for the things that they should be doing, then delegation isn't hard. Um, yeah. It's not so hard when you don't feel bad about having somebody make copies for you when their job is clearly, and we've all agreed to, is to make copies. Um, <laughs> right. And so that's uh, that clarity uh, gives you, uh, certainly gives you some uh, um, some comfort. Awesome. So bring it to, let's do three. three yeah, we can do three. Sure. <laughs> Be confident in your, in your role, you know, know who you are and, and, and good fences make good neighbors, you know, delegate with intent and with, uh, uh, with, uh, uh, with authority, not authority, but with an expectation of the outcome. So you know what you're trying to accomplish with that mm -hmm. delegation. And then also be confident in the fact that it doesn't say less about you just because you've delegated. doesn't mean you can't do it. Um, it means that you are looking for your organization to grow. Um, I think looking at delegation through those three lenses will give you, uh, you know, uh, make you a better delegator and, and make you a more seasoned professional. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, James. This was fun. I think this is an important topic and I'm it's glad that we bubbled this one up. Uh, join us and, and comment below. Let us know what's on your mind so that we here at Quick Take 
because we talk about topics that are on the top of mind of individuals, the only way for us to know if it's top of mind is if you tell us. So comment below, let us know how you delegate and join us next time. Thanks, James. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Leaders with Leverage. If you're ready to continue your professional growth, commit to accelerating your career development and say goodbye to that anxious feeling in your stomach anytime you need to advocate for yourself, then get my book, The Art of Everyday Negotiation Without Manipulation. In this book, you'll learn the essential steps to take before entering into any negotiation or conversation, any interaction in your day-to-day. You'll discover what the other party really needs and be clear about what you're going after. You'll bust through your fears and boost your confidence and embrace that negotiation truly happens all around us. Head to the link in the show notes for more and you can even get a bonus if you buy it today.